When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grosser Show. I've seen Michael Jordan play before I came to play with the Bulls. You guys seen him play. He's a horrible player. He was horrible to play with. A horrible player? The year before Scottie Pippen arrived to the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan won the scoring title in the NBA, averaging 37.1 points per game. Scottie Pippen ever make an all-star team without Michael Jordan as his teammate? The answer to that question is no. Scottie Pippen have really any good seasons, top flight seasons, after he left the Bulls and Michael Jordan wasn't his teammate any longer? The answer is no. Scottie talking all this stuff about he was the one who was responsible for Michael Jordan's success and all those things, but yet when Michael Jordan left Scottie Pippen, Scottie Pippen was nowhere near among the elite in the NBA any longer. This is the Dan Grosser Show. On 98.7 ESPN. Remember, tonight, 8 o'clock, you got Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals Celtics Heat right here on 98.7 ESPN. If you're looking for that, see if the Celtics can stretch this thing to a game number 7 and all the drama which comes with it. That would be, of course, on Monday, but they still got some work to do tonight. I think it's going to be tough. I I think the Heat find a way to win it tonight, but we'll see. Celtics have surprised us the last couple of times out. See if they could do it one more time here. By the way, Monday, I'm going to be in for the guys on DNR Monday morning. So bright and early, I want you all up. 6 a.m. I don't care if it's a holiday. If I got to be up, you got to be up. And I don't mind working. Why not? Right? There's, no, there's going to be no traffic. Nobody on the roads. You said you want to work. Is it fine? You know, I'm part of the family there in the morning a little bit. I'm like the cousin that comes over every once in a while. So I said, I'll do it. Get in, get out, goodbye, and enjoy the rest of my day. You know, day starts Twisted at family. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing whatsoever. So look forward to hearing from you on uh, Monday morning. Yankees Padres this afternoon at the stadium with Severino on the mound. Here's the Yankee lineup. You got Torres, Judge Rizzo, DJ Bader, IKF, Cabrera, Higashioka, and Anthony Volpe, all in support of one Luis Severino. See if they could put... A break on that three-game losing streak this afternoon. Anybody heading out to the ballpark, too? Fantastic, fantastic weather, of course, that you're going to be enjoying here this afternoon. Haven't done a lot of football today, and we should because there is somebody that is now available to be had. No strings attached for any team in the NFL, and specifically the two locals here, the Jets and the Giants. And I'm talking about DeAndre Hopkins. Formerly the Arizona Cardinals, before that the Houston Texans. And Arizona had been trying to trade him because they're ripping that thing up out there in the desert. They're tanking, no other way around it. And they're starting anew with a new coach, a new GM. And unfortunately, they're still tied down to Kyler Murray for the next little while because of that dumb contract they gave him. But it is now not going to include DeAndre Hopkins. And they just cut him yesterday, which was surprising because... That's a $22 million cap hit that they're going to absorb. No, like, let's wait till June 1. 
where maybe the cost is minimized a little bit or at least the brunt of it that we're going to have to incur? Nope, they don't even care. The hell with a post-June 1 designation. We just want to move on, period, because we don't think we're going to be good, and we don't make any apologies for not trying to be good in 2023. we got brand-new uniforms. Fans can go crazy over those, and that'll help take some of the distraction away from the on-field product because it's going to be awful out there in the desert this season. And the reason they couldn't trade him, make no mistake about it, because... Who the hell wants to get saddled with that contract, which still has $60 million over the next couple of years attached to it? Now, you cut him free, it's a whole different ballgame altogether. You're going to have to work out a contract with whatever team he's going to sign with. Now, is there some risks? Of course there is, because he's going to be 31 years old. He was suspended six games last year for violating the league's performance-enhancing drug policy. Okay, that's a thing, which you hope, of course, is not going to ever rear its ugly head again or else you get burned. And the usual suspects are said to be entertaining the possibility. You've heard about Buffalo. You've heard about Baltimore. Even the Patriots. I don't know why you'd go to the Patriots, though. It's not like they have a quarterback or a team that's going to win anytime soon up there in New England. That ship has sailed. But doesn't DeAndre Hopkins make a hell of a lot of sense for the two teams here in New York? Does he not? All right, let's take the Jets, for example. If you look at their current cooper wide receivers, Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, McCole Hardman, Corey Davis, Randall Cobb, that's not bad. Like, I think that's good enough to go to war with right now. The fact that Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, I I think that's more than adequate. If you're the Jets. And I think that they're satisfied for all intents and purposes. Now, the Jets only have $7 million left in cap space. That's the tricky part of this. Now, you are a little bit further on into the offseason, of course, to where most of the heavy lifting has been done. You still have to get a couple of your draft picks under contract and that sort of thing. So you do want to leave yourself some flexibility because you never know when you're going to need that cap space. If an injury should crop up a little bit later on down the road or anything. You could also give yourself a little bit more flexibility, i.e. with some of the other veterans on your team like Corey Davis. And his name seems to always be out there, right? about what might happen, his future with the team. Look, if you're going to bring in another wide receiver, a guy like him would probably be the one that would be sent packing someplace else. But he's set to count $10.5 million on the cap this year. I still think the Jets are in a good enough position to where going into the year, getting DeAndre Hopkins, not getting DeAndre Hopkins, it wouldn't be a situation where it would make or break them. You got the quarterback. The quarterback is going to find ways to incorporate each and every one of the weapons that they have on that team as is and make them successful. As I keep saying, those tight ends are going to surprise this year because those guys have ability. Having Aaron Rodgers here, you can add an extra, you know, 10 to 15 catches for each of those tight ends on that roster. The Conklins, the Uzamas, all right? They They can contribute in the passing game. And a lot more than you saw from them last year, of course, because you had a revolving door at the quarterback position. So while sure, he'd be a welcome addition to the Jets, not so much a necessity, I actually think that he would really, really do wonders if he signed with the New York Giants. Giants could use him more than the Jets at this point. 
Problem with the Giants is they have even less available cap space than the Jets do at this point, somewhere around $4.5 million. And I don't think I have to tell you that the Giants have a pretty important player on their team who's still unsigned and who apparently wants a little bit more money than maybe we were led to believe way back at the beginning of that process. And, of course, we're talking about Saquon. So that, to me, is the big hurdle. I don't know how the Giants could find a way to work DeAndre Hopkins in and also get Saquon Barkley's name on a new contract all in one fell swoop. Now, ironically, Hopkins and Saquon, they work out together in the offseason, so there's that relationship there. But if you look at the cast of characters for the Giants, they don't have a true number one wide receiver. Darren Waller's a guy who's a tight end who they brought in from Oakland, Oakland, Vegas. And I think Waller right now is going to be the guy who's going to be Daniel Jones' favorite target this year. He's going to be that security blanket. But as far as the wideouts are concerned, it's just a bunch of dudes, right? Slayton, Shepard, Paris Campbell they signed in the offseason. Hodgins they brought back. You know, Jalen Hyatt was drafted. But you don't have a number one in that lot. You don't even have a couple of guys there who would even be confused as a number one. Even after a couple of drinks, Hopkins would be a number one. Bringing a guy like Hopkins onto this team for the Giants, think about what it would do. Even incorporating help in the run game. And think about how it would open up more running lanes for somebody like Saquon Barkley. If you have a vertical threat like Hopkins and a guy who could take the top off of a defense, it would make Daniel Jones' life easier. It would make things easier for the running back whenever he agrees on a new contract. So, yeah. Would you welcome Hopkins onto your team? For sure. He's a great receiver. But if you're asking me, push comes to shove, which of the two teams could benefit from bringing him in the most? I think, hands down, it's the Giants. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. See what you guys think. We'll talk to you when we get back. Dan Gross' show till the top right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, enjoy your Memorial Day weekend brought to you by Kia. Make your summer special. Visit Kia.com. Kia is movement that inspires. It's also time for our MLB round trippers Driven by Coach USA. Last night, you had Francisco Lindor go deep, his eighth of the season. Two-run shot there for the Metropolitans. No Yankee home runs, but you had Fernando Tatis with his eighth of the year, a two-run shot. Juan Soto, two-run blast as well, his tenth. 
for the San Diego Padres. And that's MLB Round Trippers, driven by Coach USA. Make your commute to the city easy on a Coach USA bus. For schedules and fares, go to CoachUSA.com or download the Coach USA app to buy, store, and scan your tickets. You know, it's funny. I'll get to the football stuff here, the, the calls in just a second, but on that note with Tatis, you know, you guys sitting out there in the outfield at Yankee Stadium, you could give it to Tatis all you want and call him a cheater and steroids and ringworm and all that other stuff, but you know what? He gave it the ultimate shut up. He went out there and he hit one to the moon and he threw it right back in your face. You might have motivated him a little bit, so think. If you're going in the game today or tomorrow, look before you leap, before poking the bear. And say this about Tatis, look, I know he has had a hell of a lot going on already in his career, and he's had a few missteps, and he's paid the price in a big way. But since he's gotten on the field this year, it's been outstanding. He really and truly has. And I know the Padres have been a disappointment this season, and we'll see if they could get this you know, year turned around here, but since he's entered the lineup, he's been fantastic. He really has. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Let us say hi to Ira. He is in Staten Island. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Ira, good morning. How are you? Good. Good to hear you, Dan, and uh, enjoy your weekend. Long weekend. I know you work on Monday, but definitely be tuned in. So I, I think you broke it down perfectly. I, I think he would, Hopkins would thrive a little more. We needed more by the Giants. And, you know, every week that goes by and, you know, you read something about the Jets or, you know, listen to a show, you mention it. I keep on pinching myself. I mean, when was the last time I could sit back and say, okay, you know, we got the quarterback, you know, the roster's pretty solid, okay, and a guy like Hopkins is available. Uh, for the right price, yeah, I could take him, but it's like a luxury. Do, do we really need him? I mean, if they really want to move on from Corey Davis and they could swap it out for the same type of price, I'm good. But yeah, I, I, I think they just really – I think they're set. I think they got a good group, and right now I'm really more focused on getting Quinn and Williams on the contract than getting Hopkins. That'll happen. You know, I know the coach said so. What was it, earlier in the week? It, 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 it'll, it'll get done, Ira. I wouldn't worry about that. He's got a baby on the way. So even if he is going to get, you know, if he was going to sign this thing, I still don't think that he would be there necessarily with the team doing workouts because he wants to be home for the, uh, you know, the birth of his firstborn there. So, but as far as the contract is concerned, that will be taken care of. But I agree with you. I mean, if you're the Jets, that's right, lock it in. If you're the Jets... Think about everything that you've done already this offseason. Getting the quarterback. You know, they, they shot for the stars and they got their guy. Everything else just kind of falls into place. They're good. They're set. If they, if they started the season tomorrow with this current cast of characters at wide receiver, that's more than adequate, don't you think? I, 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 I totally agree with you. And, and it, it's just so refreshing. I mean, Dan, you've been with the club for a while. How many years? And I go further back than you do. I mean, it's every year, you know, we need this, we need that. Oh, we're short of this. This, this group isn't good. We've got to add a receiver. But you, you look up and down the roster, you know, and you know people are going to get hurt. But for the most part, they're, they're pretty good. They're pretty deep in most positions. You're right. It, it's, it's, look, you've got to go back easily to that last playoff team, Ira. And I thank you for the phone call, my friend. Have a good weekend. Since you felt as good about a Jet roster as you're going to do going into 2023. Really, that was the last time. 2010. Long time ago. You know, I know in 2015 they won the 10 games, just came up short of the playoffs. That wasn't bad. But a lot more young talent on this group. I know the quarterback is 39 years old, and he's the centerpiece of it all. 
But this team is ready to rock. You heard the head coach say it earlier this week. You know, there's six to eight teams in the NFL that realistically think they have a shot to win the Super Bowl, and the Jets are one of them. And when was the last time anybody was able to say that over at Florham Park? But that is the reality that you're dealing with right now. Now, you got to go out there and make it happen. you got to go play. But the expectations are going to be there. And you know what? Maybe not as sky high over in East Rutherford, but coming off of the season that the Giants had last year, you don't think optimism is high with that team? That they could continue to build off of what they did a season ago and winning a playoff game? And, this, and the year that Daniel Jones had. And, you know, I think it's more intrigue than anything else with the Giants, right? Because you gave him all that money, and now he needs to go out there and validate the trust that the organization put in him by writing that big fat check. Richard's in Manhattan. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Richard, good morning. How are you? Dan, let's discuss the difference between batting judge third and judge second. Can I tell okay. you, before you get in on that, Richard, Yeah. before you get, it's funny you bring that up because last night, okay, God's honest truth, I'm laying in bed, I'm tossing, I'm turning, I'm staring at the ceiling, I'm looking at the clock every two seconds, and then it becomes 1 a.m., 2 a.m., becomes 3.30 in the morning. And that's what was keeping me up last night, the difference between judge batting second and third. It's amazing you brought that up. Okay, here we go. Let's figure batting second. Kidding, of course. Okay, here we go. Batting second. When you bat second instead of third, over a 145-game season, batting second will give you between 16 and 20 more at-bats. Mm-hmm. Each slot in the order is about... Nine, uh, 11%, one-ninth. So, in other words, if you bat first or third, mm-hmm. if you bat first, that's double the amount. Mm-hmm. So you'd bat 30 times, 32 times more in a 145-game schedule. So the difference between batting second and third is 16 to 20 more at-bats of a season. But it doesn't have to be second or third. It can be from second to, uh, from fourth to fifth, anywhere in the order. One slot is approximately 16 to 20 more at-bats per season in 145 games. So that is the advantage. Judge batting second instead of third will get about 16 to 20 more at-bats during the season. That's the good thing. Here's where the argument against batting second compared to third. If judge bats second in the order, mm-hmm. in the first inning only, and believe it or not, when you bat second in the first inning, that's one-fourth of the game you get because you get four at-bats. Batting second you've, in the first inning, you only can get up with one man on base, maybe, your leadoff hitter. Now, if you're batting third in the first inning, you have double a chance of having a man on base because two guys are ahead of you, the first and the second batter. Plus, you have a chance of getting up in the first inning with two men on. When you bat second, you get no chance of getting two men on base when you bat in the first inning. Okay, that's one disadvantage. The other disadvantage is throughout the rest of the game, uh, which are three more at-bats, 
your plat- uh, judge is batting in the number two position. Mm-hmm. He's batting behind the number nine and the number leadoff hitter. So the other way is if you're batting third, you're batting throughout the rest of the game behind you'd be you'd be batting behind the number your leadoff and your number two hitter the rest of the game so i don't see the advantage of 16 to 20 times a year batting more getting up more where in the first inning you're eliminating all chances of batting with two men in base and you're eliminating and you're getting a a decreased advantage of having a man on base because you can only bat you'll only get up when you get up in the first inning only this leadoff hitter can be on. So when you bat third, there's a good chance one or two, the first or the second batter can be on base first. So I don't see how that's an advantage that 16 to 20 times a year at bats compared to the other two, uh, compared to batting third. I don't see an advantage in that. If somebody can explain it to me, I'd understand. Now, if you say to me those 16 at bats are override, the other way, I'll, I'll disagree, but somebody would have to explain to me that. Okay, Dan, always a pleasure. You can listen and, and make a. You got any plans for the, oh, Richard, I was going to ask him if he has any plans for the holiday weekend. You know, I would hope he would because I think he spends way too much time obsessing over things like, you know, one spot in the batting order. Really and truly. I, I mean, wow. That was almost like a math lesson the way he was breaking it down with everything i was just like my mind was like wandering there and i was like it took me back to like being in some math class that i didn't want to be a part of you know and but whatever look you know god bless richard He, he he likes it you know he's he's intrigued by the nuance and all those type of things i will say this look it's obvious if if you bat higher up in the order you're going to get more at bats it's it's natural it's third grade logic okay number two Back when I was a kid growing up and getting into baseball, the best hitter in your lineup actually batted third. That was the thinking back then. Okay, your best hitter, he was the third-place hitter. Don Mattingly bat third for the Yankees. Okay, that's, that's the way it was. But then, of course, as the game has evolved and then in analytics and everything get incorporated into it or whatever, it seems like the philosophy shifted and your best hitter becomes your number two hitter now in recent years. Thought being, of course, you hit second in the batting order, your leadoff hitter, does a good job. You got the heart of your order, so to speak, coming up behind you. You're going to get an opportunity to see more fastballs, which means more of an opportunity to get on base and to do some damage. The other thing about it, too, is, and now when you have the universal DH is also being a big element to the game. Look at what the Mets do. Francisco Alvarez, even though he's still very new to the game and new to the league, The month of May, he's been swinging a hot bat, and he's actually been one of their better hitters over the last month. Buck bats Francisco Alvarez ninth. Now, he's a hell of a lot better than some of the guys that are hitting completely ahead of him. Like, for example, oh, you know, Daniel Vogelbach, right? I hate to keep picking on him, but it's true. But the logic in having a decent hitter like Alvarez hitting ninth is because when you turn the lineup over, if Alvarez sets the table and does something, getting on base or whatnot, then you roll your batting order to the top again, and you got, like, for example, Nimmo's there, and maybe Alvarez is on base, and it's a run-producing opportunity for the top of your batting order. So you can get creative even at the bottom half as opposed to it being just like, you know, an automatic out or two with your eighth or your ninth place hitter. But am I going to lose sleep over Aaron Judge batting second or batting third? No, probably not. I don't know. We'll see, though. 
800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Let's say hi to Mitch. He is in East Windsor. He is up next here on 98.7. Mitch, how are you? Good, Dan. How are you doing today? Uh, Mitch, I'm doing outstanding. What's going on with you? What are, what, what are the plans always, for this weekend? Yeah. Well, I'm down here in Virginia visiting family. Nice. I'm going to head over to Lord in about an hour. Hopefully, you know, an hour that I don't get lost, which, you know, you might get some good odds there if you call Vegas. But, there you uh, go. Yeah, keep, so, so we got, you know what, Joe, check on the uh, fan duel odds there. What are, what are the odds for Mitch getting lost on his way to uh, wherever he's going this afternoon? <laughs> Two to one. Two to one, yeah, right there. Plus 400, Mitch getting lost and uh, ended up on the side of the road someplace, which we hope doesn't happen, of course. No, definitely not. No. Yeah, from Ashburn Farm to uh, Lawton, you know, where, the, where you put your mm. car on the train? Nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the Giants makes the most sense, but I would love to see them go with the Chargers because they got to win some fans over. They belong in San Diego. Just, you know, make the big move. Go for the offense. Offense wins games in all sports, I, in my belief. And um, with, um, you know, there was another point with today. Oh, with the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. someone has to wake up Kevin Love. Because I want to see uh, Haslam get in there. He's going to retire. 20 years at the same team? That's amazing. He's well-rested. He's played like 10 minutes the last, per season the last 10 years. I mean, I think he should play another 10 years. You know, be a coach player. I'd like to see him get in. That'd be fair. But they got to win it tonight. The pressure's on Miami. Well, he he's on the team, though, Mitch, and thanks for the phone call. He's talking about Udonis Haslam. Udonis Haslam is there not to play. Like, I know that sounds odd. Like, a, a player play? You know, he he's only gotten in, I think, like maybe five games this year. He's essentially like a coach on the roster, and he don't apologize for it. You know, he gets paid to basically sit on the bench and kind of be like a mentor to, to the younger guys and to, to impart all that heat culture onto some of those players. The only way that Adonis Haslam is going to get in the game is if, like, you know, the first 11 guys, you know, they eat, like, a bad dinner or something, then they all get, like, food poisoning. That's, like, the only way Adonis Haslam is going to get into a game for the NBA Finals. he got to worry about winning one more game so they could get to the NBA Finals. That's what they got to do. All right, we got to get a break. When we come back, let's play a little role play here. And it's time once again to play the casting game. Because I'm going to throw at you a pretty famous sports personality. They are going to make a movie on his life. And apparently they have already targeted the actor that they want playing him we'll take some guesses when we come back grasso with you till the top right here on 98.7 espn and that's what was keeping me up last night the difference between judge batting second and third it's amazing you brought that up batting second of course this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Let's play a game. They're making another sports biopic. And it is of none other than the late, great John Madden. Okay? Who, of course, left us a couple of years ago. But he's an icon. He's a legend. So he's getting the movie treatment. David O. Russell is set to direct it, reportedly. Not that that matters probably to a lot of you. But anyway, just throwing it out there. Food for thought. John Madden biopic. If I were to ask you, who would be the guy that you would cast to play John Madden in a movie depicting his life, who would it be? Harvey, any guesses off the top of your head right now? Like, if if you were the casting director and I said, you know what? We got this development deal done. We're going to give John Madden the movie treatment. Who are you zeroing in on to play John Madden? De Niro. I don't know if I see De Niro. No, it's either him or probably John C. Riley. See, John Madden's like a weird guy to like, not a weird guy, but like a difficult guy to cast. You know something? The John C. Riley is not a bad idea. It's not bad at all. Joe, do you have a name out there? I would stick with another John. I would say John Goodman. John, uh, John Goodman, though, to his credit, from what I've seen, he's slimmed down, actually, considerably. So I don't know at this stage of where he's at if he would – because remember, Madden, even, you know, even in his later years, as an older – I mean, he was, you know, gregarious. He had the energy, the boom, you know, the whole – he was full of life. He was very animated. I don't know if John Goodman could give you that. John C. Riley, I could see that. I'm trying to think of some – John Candy? Well, John Candy's no longer with us. I mean, breaking news. I thought we were playing a game here. It's a game, but you, you can't cast somebody who's no longer with us. I'm playing the game. That's what but I'm that's doing. But that's not a game. There also has to be some real-life components to this. John Candy's been gone for close to 30 years, 30 years, God rest his soul. You didn't say that before we played the game. But how? why are we doing this then? What are we going to pick? I, I could choose Lawrence Olivier. He can make every role work, but he's been dead 100 years. That's not going to work. Come on, we want realistic options. Frank Caliendo would be outstanding. The problem with Frank Caliendo would be is that the impersonation was too good as I don't think you'd be able to watch him up on the screen without laughing because, like, you know, that's what, like, the impression was. It was more comedic by nature. Anyway, they have actually set their sights on someone. That's the reason I bring this up, and that's why we're playing the game. According to reports, I think Deadline was the first to get it. They are in talks with. Harvey, give me a drum roll. And this is surprising. I wouldn't have guessed this in a million years. I don't think anybody else would have either. Because I don't think John Madden when I think of this individual. It is a comedic actor. None other than... The great 
Will Ferrell. 60% of the time, it works every time. Can you buy Will Ferrell as John Madden? No. No. It's actually, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. <laughs> I, 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 I can't see. Now, I understand, like, they could make anybody look like anybody in Hollywood with makeup and, and whatever, but, like, it's more about just you got to get the mannerisms. You got to get the, like, and I'm, I'm even thinking back to, like, Madden in his younger year. Are they going to, like, even chronicle Madden when he was a coach with the Raiders? Milk you know, was a, a bad guy? choice. I, I can't even see, like, Will Ferrell in, in, in that vein when he was younger. It's very, you know, the, the information is very cryptic, very loose at this point. Like, they don't tell you, you know, I mean, I guess they don't even have a deal yet. It's not like they've gone into production or we have a release date or anything like that. But I just, yeah, I can't see Will Ferrell and, and, and John Madden. Are they going to, is it going to be like one of these, like, serious like biopics like where they're going to be chasing like oscar gold or something or is it going to be just a movie that you know they they put on well (laughs) remember the uh (coughs) the netflix sean payton with uh kevin james remember that one yeah yeah that's what i'm saying i mean is it going to be like a goof more than, like, along those lines. But David O. Russell, isn't he, like, a serious director? Like, he, you know, he's one of the more respected guys in Hollywood. I don't think it's just going to be, like, just a joke. And I don't think Will Ferrell would do it otherwise. I mean, Madden deserves more respect than that. So, I mean, look, they want this to be a serious film. Good luck. But, yeah, I, I don't see Will Ferrell as John Madden. I, I, I could be wrong. You never know. Can you imagine in, like, the next Madden, instead of John Madden giving oh, you, like, great. the defensive plays, it's Will Ferrell shouting at you to play a 4-3 defense? And instead of, like, Madden on the cover, it's Will Ferrell as Madden. We've got to keep our composure! There you go. We've come too far! We've got to keep our composure! Maybe they are inspired by that rant in old school. And I'm they were still like, alive, yes. but I'm very badly injured! Oh, man. I'd love to see what the paycheck is tied to that role. But we'll see. There you go. Will Ferrell, John Madden. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. One other thing that I want to get to when we come back before we preview the rest of your day and everything you could come to expect here, it's football-related. And it involves our two locals. Like, uh, you know, we just got done talking about how optimism is so high right now with the Jets and the Giants going into the season. Apparently not everybody thinks that way. I'll tell you what I mean when we return. Grasso Show till the top right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Talking about this Madden movie, it's funny. Like, I remember, you know, um, Harvey brought up John Candy, gave him a hard time. I do remember, though, and for those that saw the movie, this is going back. Remember the movie that John Candy was in, Summer Rental? It was like mid-'80s. Th- that, that, to me, that's like a classic, a hilarious movie. There's a line in that movie... Where, you know, like John Candy wakes up at the, you know, the place that the family's renting down there in Florida and he like hears this commotion in this crowd. He goes outside and, and it's just like his house is like right in the path to the beach where all these hordes of people have to pass through to get to the beach on, on, on every single day. And there's a line in that movie that you can hear like very faintly where like these two guys pass John Candy and one of them goes, he's like, hey, that guy looks like John Madden. So 
Unfortunately, though, it's not possible, though. The late, great John Candy. Yeah, I, I don't know how this movie's going to work. I really don't. Tommy in Queens has some thoughts. He's up next here. Tommy, how are you? Yeah, hi, guys. First time what? calling. The reason why I don't call too much is because I can never get through. But I think, besides Will Ferrell, uh, the late, great Chris Farley. Yeah. That yeah. would have been obvious. He, I, I think, in, it, well, John Candy probably would have did it just as well as uh, Chris Farley, but Chris Farley would have killed it. He would have been the best Madden, I think, even probably even better than John Candy. There's a the lot of guys in the, uh, in, from the 80s and the 90s that, you know, they're old now, but they were great, you know, comedy actors. Well, that, you know what the problem with that, Tom, though? And, and I thank you for the phone call, my friend. Thanks for checking in. Get back to us. Those guys, though, they're so good at being comedians is that it's almost hard to believe when they – like a lot of them have a hard time making that transition into dramatic type of stuff because they're so good and so funny at what they do that you can't look at them and help not to laugh because you think of all the funny moments that they've had in their careers. That's the problem generally with those type of things. All right, something real quick. We're talking about the Giants and the Jets. Bill Barnwell, who's one of the football writers we have on ESPN.com, does a good job. He knows his football. He really presents things, I think, in a very interesting way. You know, he's one of the better football guys that's out there covering the game on a day-in, day-out basis. He wrote a column, though, that popped up a couple of days ago on the site, ranking each team's NFL offseason around the league. And he dropped the bottom half the other day. So, like, the teams that had the worst off seasons in the NFL, according to him. Now, he's digging a little bit too deep. You know, it's more about, well, what price did they have to pay to acquire certain players? How much of a hole does this put them in in the future? You know, what did they have to give up? And blah, 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 blah. Like, like really digging deep. Like, way beneath the surface. Where I think, as far as we're concerned... Right? The NFL is such a year-to-year entity as it is. Teams could have a completely different look from one season to the next. That's why I think you have to almost look at it on a surface level instead of digging too deep, except Bill decided to take the opposite approach. Whatever. I was very surprised that he included not the Jets, but also the Giants. Or, excuse me, Jets and the Giants in this article. It says the Giants had the 29th best offseason or the fourth worst, if you want to look at it that way, in the entire National Football League. Is a Giant fan complaining about the offseason they had? And the reasons he state is that, you know, you paid a lot of money to Daniel Jones. All right, great. What were your other alternatives? Didn't you have to bring him back? That he doesn't like the money that they gave Bobby Okereke when they signed him from the Indianapolis Colts. Well, you know what? If he goes out there and has a big-time year and is a big-time contributor, that could be a steal. Right? The fact that they haven't resolved the Saquon Barkley situation yet. I still don't think that that's enough to nitpick about what the Giants have done in this offseason. I don't. And then I was really surprised that he included the Jets on this list. He has the Jets at number 23, which if you look at it from the other perspective, that the Jets have had one of the 10 worst offseasons in the National Football League. Excuse me, Bill, come back to us. They got Aaron Rodgers. Okay. If he stays healthy, they're going to be a playoff team this year. How have the Jets had one of the worst offseasons in the NFL? Why? Because Aaron Rodgers is going to get a $60 million check this year? Do you think the Jets or any of their fans or anybody associated with the franchise is going to care one second 
about what Aaron Rodgers is making or how much they had to give up in draft capital if the Jets go deep into the playoffs this year or, dare I say, God forbid, go to the Super Bowl? You think anybody's going to be crying about that conditional draft pick next year, which is going to go to the Green Bay Packers if the Jets have a big season? I mean, I look, like I said, I respect Bill, but this to me reeks of, hey, Bill, it's late May, it's a holiday weekend, there's really not a hell of a lot happening in the NFL. Can you write a column which maybe is going to gain some clicks? And that's what you got on your hands. Like, what have the New England Patriots done this offseason? I don't see the New England Patriots name on here as one of the teams that have had one of the worst offseasons. Baltimore Ravens, 21. You just gave Lamar Jackson a contract to keep him around. You brought Odell Beckham in here. Ravens are going to be one of the contenders in the National Football League. Now, to be fair... If you read the article, Bill also at least acknowledges that last year when he wrote a column along these veins, that he had the Seattle Seahawks as having like the worst offseason in the NFL. Seattle goes out there and makes the playoffs. Geno Smith has a tremendous season. Okay, so maybe this is a compliment. Maybe this is a good thing. The fact that the Jets and Giants are thought so little of as far as the work they've done this offseason that, you know, maybe it'll play out on the field just like it did for Seattle. Blessing in disguise. You never know. Harvey, what are the Red Bulls going to do tonight in Seattle? Tell me. Win, lose, draw. What do you think? I'll go with a draw. It's not easy. I don't like the whole West Coast. Oh, this team flies from the East Coast to West Coast narrative. I don't like it at all. But Seattle's tough. They've been one of the best teams of the season. They're a bit slipping a bit. But um, at Lumenfield, I think they'll draw at least. If not. Is Is that an afternoon game or a night game? That's a night game, baby. 10.30 on the East Coast, my friend. 10.30? 10.30, baby. Fire up that Apple TV Plus at 10.30. You get a free subscription for 30 days. You're going to be able to stay up for that one? What do you think? Do it. Is that too late? No, never too late. So you'll be up? I'll be up. I'll be up all night. Do you got to work tomorrow? No. Oh, you're not worried, so that's why. So it's going to be even like even a, if I did, I'd, I'd be there. Yeah, that's true. I got to represent. That's true. You've, you've come this far already. You'll stay up till ten thirty to watch them out there in Seattle. We'll see. Anyways, that's going to do it for us. Want to thank Harvey. Want to thank Joe. Remember, I'll be back with you guys Monday morning for my buddies DNR. I'll be there. Ray will be there. We'll have a big old party Monday morning at six a.m. Enjoy your Memorial Day holiday weekend. Be safe. Have fun. Anita's coming up next. I'll talk to you Monday morning at 6, everybody. Grass is saying so long here on 98.7 ESPN.